Hello and welcome. This is Background Screening Tips and Tech with Joe Berlin and me, Tim Santoni. Today, we're going to dive into the tech side of this podcast. We're going to talk about background screening software, the platforms that background screening providers or CRAs throughout the country utilize. And we're going to discuss uh, you know, the homegrown system, develop your own versus utilizing a platform like a Tazworks, Tavares, Osseo, or other uh, software platforms out there to help manage the, the process. Um, Joe, uh, welcome to the show this morning and uh, look forward to getting into this topic. You know, what are your thoughts on the, the saf- software platforms out there that CRAs are using? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, uh, it's a wide range of software. Um, you know, I think there's pros and cons to both. I've worked um, at CRAs that, that utilize some of the larger names in software um, space and background screening. And, and I've worked with companies who have their own proprietary uh, software. I, I think there's pros and cons to, to both. And it's just kind of a matter of what's going to best fit um, the end user um, and how complicated maybe their hiring process is and what kind of customizations they want to see, what they're willing to pay for. Um, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, So from my point of view too, building your own, obviously you have the flexibility, user interface can be a little bit more sleek and more custom and whatever else. But I think that the biggest thing in this industry is compliance. And what I like about the software platform providers out there is that they are mindful of the compliance when they build out these solutions and they're constantly updating those. So the cost of compliance and those upgrades and maintaining those are built into your, your cost of you know, utilizing their platform, whether that's a monthly fee, a per item fee, or per user fee. And I think that's super, super important. Number one, for me, that's a big pro for using a, a software platform. I um, also think that, you know, the the integration side of things, you know, these software platforms are more likely to look at doing integrations because it benefits them as a whole and all of their user base. There's more volume there. So they get more attention from ATS platforms and other integrations that need to have happen whether that's on the research side or on the, you know, generally the, the, the flow of information, whether that's from a, an ATS out to E-Verify or Electronic 499, whatever it might be, they're more apt to do that because of the volume and the dollars involved with regard to developing those, which is a lot of front-end development costs. They need to recover that, and that's through the actual volume of those applicants flowing through the software. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of, it's dependent, right, like on the end user you know, it's one of those, you know, I always talk about um, HR departments having conversations, having those, you know, asking questions. Ask your ask your provider, are they using a, a homegrown proprietary software system or are they using one of the larger providers out there um, and have that discussion of what that relationship looks like, what customizations are they going to be able to do down the road? I can tell you from experience, one of the great things about um, having a proprietary system uh, or one that the the background screening provider owns itself is that the tech support, right? It's top notch. They're on it right away. You don't have to reach out to another company, wait for their tech support to get to you. And it, it, and it really does. It cuts down around on turnaround time. Um, and customizations are great too. And if, and if you got a top notch, you know, IT guy like we had at the time, um, you know, they could get things done pretty quick. So, so that's really good. The downside to it is, and you know, you kind of brought it up, Tim. It's integrations, right? When you have one of those proprietary systems, some of the larger HRRSs, they're not going to be integrated with that proprietary system, and it may not be worth them to do it, or at least do it right away. So you may be pushed down that list pretty far. Whereas when you go with one of these larger software systems, um, you know, they've got enough clientele, they've got enough, you know, transactions 
processing through that software, that that integration is going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think that part of it too, whether you're going with the provider, the, a screening provider that uses their homegrown platform, or they're using a kind of a, a licensed software platform that's out there provided by somebody else, the user experience across those can be vastly different. So with, even if you're on the same platform, so for instance, let's just say you're on a Tazworks platform, the user experience and the customizations that the screening provider can offer on that platform may be different from provider to provider. So if you're if ABC backgrounds and are using Tazworks and then you're with XYZ, you know, CRA and they're using Tazworks, the, the user experience could be vastly different. Um, even though they're on the same platform, the customizations, the technology, the way that the, the, the products and the, all the configuration is done is very unique. Um, and on the homegrown side, you're going to see something that's very, very different probably. Um, and it may look, look, um, a little bit more user-friendly and more customized in terms of backgrounds. And I know that Deveris has a very much makes this, the platform look very, um, you know, branded to the actual end user client with their logos and colors and all that kind of stuff. So there's a variety. And I think to Joe's point is, is to ask your screening provider what platform they're on, how it works, how it's customized to meet their specific needs so that you as the end user can understand what that's going to look like and how it's going to impact your users, your clients, um, you know, the people you work with in your infrastructure, so you have a better understanding of how that software helps you go further and faster um, in your day-to-day operations. Yeah, for sure. It's actually a really good, now that I'm thinking about it and to, to some of your points, it's actually a really good RFP question, right? I mean, if you really, really like the interface of your current background screening provider, but something's happened, the relationship isn't what it is, or you're looking more for a partnership and not just a vendor, um, that's a great question to ask because the people that you're going to look to, they may use that same software system um, or they may not. And, you know, rather than let, let's say you find a company who actually is using that same software system and you know that and you know the user interface is pretty much going to be exactly the same other than maybe a few tweaks here and there just based on, you know, company logo and things of that nature. Um, why waste the time doing a demo? Use that time to get deeper into the program and talk about those things. You don't need to see a demo of something you've already seen. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think that'd, that'd be a really good RFP question. I don't see that a lot, but that would be a really good RFP question. What, what software are you utilizing? Yeah. And another point I wanted to bring up, Joe, is the fact that, you know, in this data, this data driven era, we're worried about our consumer privacy and information. I know that a lot of our clients end up asking us about how we protect the end user data, their social security number, dates of birth, addresses. A lot of the data that we put our hands on is very private information. So whether you're, if you're going with the home loan provider, ask them, hey, how are you protecting the data that's provided to you by applicants and by, by us as a business? What are you doing to, to protect that? What are the security protocols in place? If you're going with a software platform, they likely have some pretty robust platforms in place and, and privacy in place. But again, ask that question so you understand what protocols are being followed. So if you have to follow HIPAA or you're in a you know FINRA or SEC situation or you're audited or maybe you're in the healthcare industry, understand how that data is being protected and who's doing that. So if it's not the CRA, the background screening partner, they're using a platform, that data is being protected by a third party, understand who that is, how they're protecting it, and get some some sheets, some information, some data around that, what that is. So you have comfort when your clients and your auditors and your, your counsel ask how that data is being protected. Fantastic point. Fantastic point. Yeah, because I think a lot of times, right, that end users tend to think that whatever interface they're using online, if they're not using a, a integration, that that software belongs to the CRA, right? Like it's theirs. Uh, and and so that's a that's a great point. Ask those questions. Become a little bit of a detective. Um, 
Yeah. No, I think great points. Yep. And whether you're going with a homegrown software developed program or you're going with a, a hosted provider that's licensing, another thing to keep in mind is, is that retention of records. So in the background screening world, the retention of records can be a death sentence in litigation. So make sure that you understand how they're retaining the records. And sometimes the, the homegrown providers may not have a robust way of removing or deleting or archiving old um, screening reports and information, whereas the software providers have been in through the rigors of litigation and they understand what the retention should be and they have some best uh, plan of action, as well as there's a hit list. If a bunch of background screening providers are on one platform, they're going to have similar requests and there's going to be probably a move towards improving and updating certain aspects of the platform on a more regular basis because they're getting the attention of more volume, right? Again, if you have your own platform, you may have to outsource that to a developer. And again, if you have someone who's really slick, they can develop that and move that out across multiple clients and do that in a very you know robust way. But ask those questions, understand what customizations, what can be done, whether you're looking at a homegrown software provider with your CRA or you're on a platform like a Tazworks, Devaris, Osseo, um, and there's a few others out there. But uh, those are some of the points that I think they're important to bring up. Joe, you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I mean, I think we covered it. I, I think the only other the other thing that I had, uh, you know, kind of crossed my my mind was the fact that, you know, when you are using a... a um, Kind of a proprietary software system if that's what your CRA has and that's what they've built and that's what they've got you on. Um, you know, some of the customizations may be easier, but it may be a little bit more time consuming. It could be cost a little bit more. Whereas, um, you know, with some of the larger players, if you do have customizations and things of that nature, typically what's happening is, you know, if one HR department's requesting it, the chances are there's hundreds that are requesting it. And if uh, multiple background screening providers are, are using that software, it becomes a little bit easier for them to to kind of throw that, build that into a, a rollout. And and typically the cost isn't kind of rolled over to the end. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, the resources are coming from internal as opposed to external costs to the CRA, to the end client in order to get those things developed. Yeah. So. Thanks so much for tuning in to Background Screening Tips and Tech. You can pick us up wherever you download your podcast. You can also pick us up on YouTube where the videos are posted, where you can listen or watch wherever you like. Again, we're trying to, to cover tips and tech. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode that had to do more tech and, and technology and software. Coming up, we do have some really awesome guests coming to us, some experts from the industry that have been bought and sold companies. We have some people that are actually specialized in the nonprofit world. And we're also looking at some people that are from the laboratory and testing world around COVID-19. Hope to bring those people on in the next couple of weeks. And so please stay tuned. We will have some guests and we look forward to connecting with you. Joe, thanks for helping me out today with the show. And I hope that we connect with you all very soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone.